0: Thanks <laughs>
1: When you hear the music, you know the show, you're listening to Real sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and uh, We can't be mad here in Phoenix. It's a, a beautiful Arizona's a beautiful state. Uh, the City of Phoenix is a beautiful city. It's been very good to me. Shout out to my wife. Uh, I'm sure she's uh, having a good day. Hopefully she's having a good day at work today. Hopefully it'll get better.) Um, but March Madness, it's uh, for the men, of course, uh, that will be traveling here. And um, they may be here already, but uh, certainly um, they've been looking forward to it. It's what they've played. Many of these young men, uh, and we're going to talk about the young women just a little bit, too, because I, I just Don Staley, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Don Staley, Uh Used to play for Temple back in the day. Uh, Certainly uh, from there in Philadelphia. Uh, Coached there at Temple for a little while. Now at uh, South Carolina. Doing an excellent job. Uh, Turned that program around. Congratulations. Shout out to Don Staley and and her team. Uh, But uh, the fellas are coming here. They they coming here to... uh, i'm here to phoenix and it, you know i, I you talk about brackets that, that's just predicting and you know you can you can do your best to to predict who you think is actually going to make it but when it all comes down to it, it it's just uh, for some people it's an it's, a, it's an educated guess based upon research and statistics and analytics and all that but the bottom line is you can't measure a person's passion You can't measure a person's heart and desire, a person's will. You can't measure that. You you cannot measure the ice that flows through a basketball player's veins when he grabs that ball and it is seconds left on the clock and he takes that last shot. There are so many people in the world that don't understand the type of pressure that is for some people. Some people would never want to do that. They would all, They would probably pass the ball again. They would never want to be in a position. They wouldn't want to be on the court. I know people who be at their at games <laughs> or even watching television. And when the last few seconds come down in a game and it's the last play and it's a critical play, they don't even watch. You know, you, you see guys on the sidelines. I mean, to be honest, there are guys who sit on the sidelines that are on these teams with their hands folded, with their arms, you know, linked together with their eyes closed, praying. <laughs> it's a, I'm telling you, to be in that spot, to be that person has to make that shot, make those foul shots or make that jumper. Um, it's one of those things that you dream about. And then when the time comes, you've got to step up and you've got to make it happen. Uh, the NFL draft is coming up about a month ago, a month Mm, let's say tomorrow. Yesterday, yesterday was the twenty seventh. I think the draft is April twenty seventh. I could be wrong. I know I'm not wrong about April twenty seventh being my birthday, and I was blessed to get drafted for my birthday. So we're, we're going to talk about a little bit of that, you know, because that too is things you dream about. You hope, you dream, you wish these things can happen. And March Madness is one of those things. And and I don't know why. There's one thing about the NBA, and also the Major League Baseball, and and even ho- even hockey. You know, football is one of the few sports, along with college basketball and and college football. Now that we have a playoff, they get it, and because they get it, there's such dramatic conclusions to the games because it's one and done. When when you got a series of of, of five or three or seven, it, it, unless there's a game seven, or if it's a five-game series, there's a game five, or three-game series, there's a game three, where that one game actually everything is on the line, they're semi-dramatic. They 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 don't, they they just don't put you on the edge of your seat like a game seven does or like a one and done does. It's over with. If you wanna know what it is about March Madness that makes everything and everybody just become hysterical about sports in the moment, is because of the fact that it's one and done. It is over with. You make that shot, you have to make that shot at the end of the game. Because your team's longevity and to propel them to the next level of the tournament depends upon either you make it or you miss it. You go home win or go home. That's what I love about the NFL. At any given Sunday, really only comes down to the playoffs. Because then, on any given Sunday, you know you get you you get maximum effort from everybody, and the results could be an upset. And then, you know, what we might think is the best team, according to their record and throughout the season, doesn't make a difference. When the playoff time comes, when all the marbles, hey, at stake, that's when it happens. And that's what makes this March Madness. We we seem to get it every year now. We get a dramatic ending that is just I can't miss. You have to run it back on YouTube. You got to Google it and find it. Somebody's got to post it on Facebook. Instagram it's it's just amazing and it's a, what's, a, what's really amazing too to add to this now is the the people that are in the digital world although televisions are smart too and they're digital as well but we're not talking about the television broadcast we're talking about the communications online on social media has ex, ex, excelled beyond Expectations, and not only that, to the point where it has. I think the numbers state that the viewing of, and not the entirety, because the entirety you don't find online uh, inside of social media, although you know, Facebook and, and YouTube and, and, and everybody else and Twitter, everybody now wants to bid on the live stream. Do you, can you imagine what's going to happen? When it comes to the revenues that are going to be generated in sports, when they start streaming, the streaming simply means it's, it's just broadcasted in the digital fear. I'm creating a new word, digital, digital fear. Atmosphere digital fear where anybody around the world, if they got access to the internet on a mobile device, can pick up the game, the broadcast, any place in the world. Can you imagine that? Broadcast I and mean, revenues from broadcasts have been regional and, and national regional, meaning northeast part of country, southeast part of country, northwest, southwest. And then you go to a national anywhere in the States. You can watch a game on TV. The Internet allows you to watch the game any place in the world. And now, on your mobile devices, can you imagine the numbers that are out there? For a global brand, for the largest franchises in the world, can you imagine what they're, the kind of money they're gonna be throwing at sports now? Because sports is something that regardless of who you are, where you are, if you're good enough any place in the world, they want you on their teams. We've gotten past, it's, it's one of the few things in the world where our, all of our, whatever they are, hangups that we have with each other as human beings uh, when it comes to sports, if you want to win, <laughs> you better get over it because there are people out there who want to win. Now, when they go home, they may be different. But when it's a competition, they want their team to win. This is what's happening in this you know, digital fear where you're going to be able to see sports content all over the world. It, I think for March Madness, it's already taken over. Uh, the TV broadcast is at one number, uh, digital access, even if it's communication, it, 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 even if it's, let's just say, somebody tweets about it. But a combination, collectively, I'm sure, of all the communication related to sports is way, way, way out there. So March Madness, they've already, I think, is the contracts just for the advertising for March Madness, I think, it was like $1.2 billion. got to understand... March Madness is just a month, $1.2 billion, I don't even want to get into the fact that you don't think these kids deserve any of this money, really, I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get away from that one, I'm going to stay away from that because we're trying to change it a little bit and we're making progress, but $1.2 billion, and that's just because it's here, it, it, that's not the that's not the global platform that, that that's just you know the tv broadcast but i'll tell you what um there's some teams out there that phew, i don't know i I started off talking about those brackets but i I'm I'm sure there's nobody if anybody who has a bracket that remains the same as it was you know at the beginning of the year um that person there is beyond special. Right, that person right there is somebody that you need to take with you to a casino. Uh because I'm pretty sure uh nobody really expected that. But um I tell you what, uh those people who got those brackets right, if one of you are out there call me 888-346-9144. 888-346-9144. Um, and I'm going to meet you at the casino because I want you to bet for me. We're going to take a break. You got a little music in the background. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Radio Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and uh, what matters to me, March Madness, madness, yes, it is, and uh, just happy, pleased uh, the, of the fact that it's going to be here uh, in my backyard in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, just I, I'm just really excited about this tournament, in particular. You know, I don't know a lot about the Gonzaga. Program history other than the fact It's been a long time I think maybe This is the second time ever Or maybe the first time ever it's one or the other um, Congratulations to them Now now here's the thing about it uh, They've been Consistently knocking at the door I'd say for the last you know 10-15 Years uh, And uh, you know Been knocking at the door been very competitive uh, But uh, and the coach Doesn't the coach wants to kind of you know Say there's no pressure. There's pressure. There's pressure to win. If you're in a competitive sport and if you feel there's no pressure, then um, you have no passion because you yourself should create the pressure for yourself. You can manage it, but you need to put pressure on yourself to be the damn best. What do you mean there's no pressure? Pressure yourself to be the best. You can manage that pressure. But your goal, your attitude should be, I want to be the best, my team wants to be the best, so there's pressure on you to make sure that your team excels and finds themselves in a position where they can compete for a national championship and then win one. You impose the pressure upon yourself because you raise the standard of the expectations. If everybody else wants to accept mediocrity, you don't have to. If everybody, there's no pressure, you don't have to win, you don't want to embrace that. You want to win. And so I don't always agree with all, everything coaches say. I don't agree with everything players say. We all take our own approach. It's a unique approach. Every single person, regardless of who you are, when you make it, you have a unique story that's different. Than, your footsteps are not going to fit into anybody else's other than your own. It was your personal journey. It's one of those things like I believe in Lord Jesus Christ is going to hold me individually account for my life. Same thing with your journey. Somebody might have been, even if they were side by side, there was something about the experience that was unique just for you. Because after all, he made you. That was you. Nobody else like you. So I started talking a little bit about that personal journey. There is a gentleman out there who has a son that plays college ball. Now, remember now, there's a lot of gentlemen out there who have a, a lot of sons playing college ball, so you don't necessarily know who I'm talking about. So hypothetically, if you've got a son out there that plays ball, I don't think there is anything. This is one thing that, this is get my personal opinion, the name of the show is Rayella Sports, so I get a chance for this hour to give my personal opinion. You and your opinion of what you do and how you help your son or daughter become what it is that they become. Everybody does it differently. Some people are involved in their kid's life. Other people aren't. Some people feel that they can coach their kid to become something. Other people feel that they can't. Some people are willing to let the coaches do everything. Other people think they got to have a hands-on. I think personally that just as players are asked to be a certain way, to care themselves a certain way, to have a respect for the game, I believe parents have a responsibility to their child, to the sport, to the community, to understand that there are other people who are involved and influenced and impacted by your decisions. And so I've always been one of those kinds of people. I've always asked my family members to be conscious of what you say in the presence of other people at a game because you never know who you're sitting next to. You know, if somebody, you know, got called for holding or somebody got called for passing the figures, or somebody dropped the ball or somebody fumbled the ball, okay, you can act disappointed. You can, You can... Express your emotions of disappointment, but then don't take it beyond with overkill and then make it personal. Yes, that individual, he or she either traveled or double-dribbled or dropped the ball. Yes, that person did it, so I guess if you make a comment, it is about that person, but all you have to do is just sigh, oh, that's all you have to do. Grab your head, oh. Dad, you didn't cuss. But then don't take it to the next level and then now you, out of a sudden, you've got to add a whole commentary about the p- bad play the person just made. Don't do that. And then another thing, it, it's, just, it's just not good when parents don't understand that as a parent, you have a role and a responsibility to the program and to your child, family members. I mean, I'm just going to say this one because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to let it go, but Steph Curry last year, w- we saw a complete difference from a national perspective because I'm not there locally, but from a national perspective, you know, consistently the, the camera was expanded beyond Steph to his family, including his his, his in-laws, his, his, his mom, his dad, you know, his his wife, his his daughter, you know. That's okay. I I, I, don't, I didn't mind that. But then we got into the social media thing. And, and sometimes when you get into that, then other things creep into the conversation. And what was so cute, now all of a sudden became something that people were becoming critical of, which was his daughter. I'm not for that. You gotta stop it right there. If she's cute, she's cute. Once something else happens and you wanna flip it, no, that's off limits. Well, I know you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes, you can. It's called respect. That's all it is. She's a child. If she does something that's cute, that's fine. If she does something else that you want to add some commentary to it, then that's on you. The wife, you know, again, you know, I'm just, my point is I'm not criticizing Steph's family. I'm just using them as an example. His wife, she did some things. I I wouldn't want my wife to do that. I tell my daughter who's in social media a lot, yeah, be careful what you say. Because people are mean-spirited. If you, we, it's the old cliche. If you can't say something good about somebody, don't say anything at all. That's how I think, okay, so maybe I just want the good life, but that's what I want. That's what I want for society. If you can't say something good, then don't, not the bad stuff. Now, the comedy, that's something different. But if, it, if it's comedy and a person's personality allows them to laugh at their self, there's a couple of people out there. Charles Barkley laughs at himself. Charles also laughs at a lot of other people too. Sometimes they can take it, sometimes they can't. I think Charles does a good job of embracing the humor when it's, you know, in his direction. But everybody can't do that. But when you, let me get back to my point I'm trying to make. In terms of if you add pressure to your 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 children when they perform, a person, I don't care how well you think you know yourself, and you think you know your child. You don't know them that well. Only they know themselves well enough to know what really bothers them and what will affect them. Nobody else really knows. And so sometimes when you say something, you force your child or the individual that you're talking about to accept or deflect whatever you're saying Maybe not even willing, willing and wanting and ready to do that. It's just added something. Let me tell you something for those of us out there who, who those of you out there who've never got a chance to participate in such a high-pressure situation. It's enough pressure. I, I talked about the coach earlier who don't want to put any pressure on himself. Well, he he needs he needs to, but you you don't need somebody else adding to that. Now, if they're if they're fans, then they're fans in general. That's okay. They're fans. But once you become family and you are part of the family, the immediate family, then that's something that's different, and that's something that again there's a personal connection. The blood is the same, the DNA is the same, similar. That's got some things that consistent with the DNA, and so then that's where the hands off stuff. You as a family. You have to act a certain way, and those who are not part of that family need to show some respect towards those athletes' families. That, that's all I'm asking to do is to understand that that's a job they do, and it's entertainment. So it's entertainment, and it's for the purpose to enjoy. It, I know emotionally sometimes it may get you to the point where it's painful to lose but it should never get to the point where it becomes personal and it becomes personal when you start making comments about individuals and talking about you know how they can or cannot affect their child's life and how your son or your daughters are better than this person and that person you don't have to say that. The only reason why you have a mic for those, let me just say this, the only reason why those of you out there have a mic that are not playing the game or not played the game is because you have family that has played the game, that's playing the game. So don't try to mess it up for them. If you were so damn good, they'd be asking you about your play. They're only asking you about your, your, you know, your family members' play because of your family member. And, and, and even then, you should, you should kind of deflect to, hey, that's not really, that's not for me to even discuss. I'm here to enjoy, I'm here to support. That's what I'm here for. Any additional added pressure, nah, you don't need that. Don't do that. When your family member makes it, go there to support them, to enjoy it, to have fun, to be entertained, and support other people other little nasty comments eh, leave them home leave them in the car don't bring them with you we're going to take a break you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network I'm in Phoenix living like it matters we'll be right back
2: your internet flagship station for sports Voice of America Sports
3: Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: P.M. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: Time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
2: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: All right, you hear the music, you know the show. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. i uh, give a little shout-out to a couple of my homeboys back in the day. Uh, Big Mitch, Richard Mitchell, and uh, and Muscle, Clifford Frazier, a couple of friends of mine that uh, gave me a call on my way into the studio. I missed them the first time, but uh, called them back and uh, got a chance to talk to Mitch, catch up on a couple of things. Uh, Richard does an outstanding job doing Hall of Fame weekend there in Canton, Ohio. And, uh, by the way, For those of you who have never in your life been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'm going to tell you to put it on your bucket list. And I'm going to tell you to put it on your bucket list, but do not put it on your bucket list if you haven't been there ever before. Don't put it on there before 2020. That's about three years from now. Add it there for three years from now you will have the greatest experience in visiting a venue that you've ever had. With the exception of, I, you know, I got to admit, you know, when you go to Disney World, you know, Disneyland, you know, you, 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 <laughs> those are, you know, lifetime memories. Okay, I'm going to tell you it's like, it's like that. It's going to be that kind of effect. It's already that kind of effect, but, but what's happening in terms of the expansion it's something that you just have to experience for yourself. I guarantee you, if you go once, I don't care where you live at in the world, you'll want to go back, and you probably will go back because th- once the expansion is finished, you probably won't get a chance. If you go Hall of Fame Weekend, and I, you can, you'll be able to go any day of the year with the exception of Christmas. I think they're not. I don't think they're open Christmas Day. Um, maybe some other holidays, Easter. I don't. I'm not sure, but I, I, I can tell you this: what they're doing out there in Canton, Ohio, and uh, the city of Canton and Stark County, Ohio. Period, is just it's something to make the entire country proud of, particularly those who support the sport. Um, football is, I believe, the greatest sport that there is. Well, my favorite is basketball. But I believe football is the greatest sport. But, but I love playing basketball the most. just wasn't good enough. But anyway, if you get a chance, uh, go see uh, Kent, Ohio. So we, we've got March Madness. That's what matters to me, March Madness. And uh, I'm sure what also matters to a couple of you folks out there is that your bracket has been busted and your team's not in. But I uh, just want to give a shout. I got a new engineer in the building, and uh, he's an Oregon fan. So I'm sure A-Rod's pretty happy that Oregon's uh uh, made it to the final four and uh I, I tell you what, uh, North Carolina, uh North Carolina and Gonzaga, they're they're both number one. So uh wouldn't it be something if North Carolina and Gonzaga played each other? Um I-, I don't know when the last time the two ones have been in the final game, but uh that's something South Carolina uh is there and uh the 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 women are going to be there as well, you know? So the men and the women are there. I think in one of the smaller divisions, uh A school's football program and basketball program won national championships. So shout out to whoever that is out there. I'm sure you know who you are. Um, But uh, don't want to take anything away um, from anybody who's made it to this final four. And we're really happy that you're here in Phoenix. And I I think it's without a doubt going to be something that you're going to remember for a long time because you're going to make the memories and we're just going to help you celebrate with it. So let me, let me get to something else. Just something else. I, I, you know, I've been, I've been all over the place today with this show and I'm, you you know me, that's how I do. So just come check me out. Listen to me. Rail of sports, uh, here on voice America network every Tuesday, 1 PM Pacific four o'clock Eastern standard time. Um, I was riding down the street the other day, and I, I couldn't wait to come to the studio to talk about this on the show because I want to be one of the first. Because I think I am the first. Because I don't know what the hell was wrong with me a long time ago when I saw this, and I never said anything about it. I moved to Arizona in two thousand, in the summer of two thousand six. So this will be my eleventh year living here in the Valley. And uh, growing up as a kid, particularly in the Midwest, uh, in Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city, Canton. I recall meeting people from different parts of the country as I got older and I did more travel because I didn't travel as a kid. When I went to uh, the Ohio State University, uh, became part of that um, uh, college experience as a student and as an athlete, I got to meet people from all over the country, and in particular a part of the football team. You know, guys come from all over the country. One thing that I realized is a lot of the brothers that came here from Florida, when it was the wintertime, they didn't have coats. They, you know, they couldn't, they was hoping that they lettered, so they got a letter jacket. I mean, they really did not have coats. There were guys that came from Miami. Oh, they they didn't have coats. There were some guys, now Texas, they had jackets, okay, Uh, the if the couple of guys that came from California, oh, my God. They didn't even, I don't think they had sweaters. They didn't have coats. But we started laughing a lot of times when we talk about this because, to me, it was funny. But then we start talking about some other stuff. And this is where my problem kicks in. Is they always talk about the competition and who has the best athlete, who produces the best athletes in the country. When it comes to football, you know, they, you know Texas get a little conversa- in the conversation. You know, California may be in the conversation. Florida may be in the conversation. And, of course, Ohio is in the conversation. But whenever we have this conversation, I always take offense to the fact of, hold on. You know, you guys are at an advantage, to, uh, you know, compared to what we are at. Because you live in an environment that allows you. Practice at your skill and at, and at your at your craft to improve your skills of your craft all year long. All year long. Do, do you do you understand that if you it's, it's January February, and you live in L.A., you live in some suburb of of, of Los Angeles, you live in parts of Texas, uh, you live in Florida. You live in Arizona, and you come home in February, do you know you can take your ball with your sneakers on and you can go to the court and you can shoot some hoops for hours and, and, and sweat? Yes, you can do that, because the sun is shining. And it's like 60, 70, 80 degrees maybe? February, March, okay? January, you can do that outside. You can wear shorts. Okay, now let's move over to the Midwestern part of the country. January, February, March, outside, sneakers, ball, shorts, not happening. That's basketball. That's if you want to play basketball. I know what you're saying. Well, Ray, you can go to a club, a boys' club and play basketball, a recreational center, and play basketball inside. Well, you know you got me on that one. You're exactly right. But that's not where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with this is just this past weekend, I believe we're still in March. So it was probably maybe the 22nd, the 23rd, and I'm, you know, I know there's storms, winter storms all around the country here, because even though it's spring, I, you know, it's still cold as hell in parts of the country. But it was probably a couple weeks ago, so let's go to the beginning of March, certainly late February, but maybe not quite that. I'm driving down the road, and I look over to my left, because I'm on the driver's side. I look to my left, and I see football players in full uniform playing games, different, two different teams playing against each other, Full uniforms, playing football games. What the hell is this? I've been thinking about this for years. I just don't know why I didn't, you know, do a show about it. But I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's what I'm, th- I'm seeing, what I've been thinking the whole time is it's such a disadvantage. They practice in full gear. Back in the Midwest, they're no full practice. Not, not, I'm talking these are, these are high school kids, junior high school kids that are practicing, these are, I'm not talking about spring ball at college. I'm talking about junior high school kids, high school kids practicing spring ball, football. They're doing that in high school. Now, I got a problem with that. And here's what my problem is. Are we not having a discussion around the country about head trauma? and particularly football, so why in the hell is it if we can produce some of the best athletes in the world in football, in the state of Ohio, in the state of whatever, I don't want that school up north, if we can do that in Pennsylvania, if we can do that and not have high school full contact winter ball or spring ball, why why can't they do it out here? But more importantly, the hell with if they can or if they cannot, why are you subjecting these young men out here to more head trauma? What the hell is that about? Have you not been reading the newspapers? Have you not seen the lawsuits? Have you not read the research? What are you doing? Why don't you, if you want to do that, why don't you just do it flag football? Why don't you just do it shoulder pads and shorts? You don't do full equipment, you don't do full pads. You don't go full go. What in the hell is that about? So I'm telling you right now, I don't care what the school is, I think it was at Greenfield, it was at Elliott and Greenfield. There's a school over there. Whoever knows who it is, you just find out. I'm gonna find out. I'm reporting, I'm turning them in. I am not again. I am not for young men having more head trauma than necessary at this part, this stage of their life. They don't need to be full pads in in March for football that they're gonna play that, that, that counts in August or September. Why the hell are they in full pads hitting each other now? Somebody is asleep at the wheel. I'm not. I will find out who that school is, what that program is, and my mission is to shut it down. Shut it down, take that equipment off. You can still, I don't care, you can go on out, out and practice, but you need to take them shoulder pads and those helmets off. As a matter of fact, I might just go protest. I might just lay on the middle of the field and let them take me to jail and protest this. What the hell are they doing? Now everybody says, well you know what you're getting into? Listen, my generation, I'm 50 plus, I'm 57 as a matter of fact. I'm, I'm happy, I'm 57. When I was 15, 14, 13, I did not, when I was 14, 13, yeah, you're right, I played football that long ago, yeah, I started at that age, yeah. Some people start when they're seven, eight, nine, 10. What I'm saying to you is, my generation, we did not know what we were, we did not know the results of what would happen from all that head trauma we took. There is now research that is available People should not subject kids to that knowing the research is available that says too much is not good. Curtain it when you can't control it when you can. Get rid of it. Reduce it. That's what they're doing, the big boy program. They're reducing it. We've seen some of the greatest football in the world. I got to give it up. The Super Bowl game this year was one of the greatest football games I've ever seen in my life. I can tell people this, I can't think of one hit in that football game that I remember and will remember for the rest of my life. Now, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're hitting, you're hit, you hitting. There's nothing like hit tackling. Is one, there was a lot of great tackles in that game. But I don't remember anybody getting hit. When you get hit, that's a different thing. That's what I'm concerned about. Somebody may get hit, and they don't necessarily have to get hit. Not now. Not this time of the year. For who? For what? Really? Shout out to Ricky Waters on that one. You listen to Rail to Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a it matter. It's going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: All right, here to you know the show, you listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. You, you obviously know that March Madness matters to me. But also, I, I just went on a rant, and I'm not going to get off of it. I'm going to find out who these leagues are. I would hope that the leagues that are doing this here are not the leagues that are supported by the National Football League. I, I just hope and pray. Not that I'm concerned about having a beef with the NFL. I'm, I'm not concerned about that. But it would be so contradicting to support something that you just, you know, settle a huge lawsuit for. Why, why would you support that? You need to get that message down to those guys and stop that. So I just wanted to say that. Okay, now, one last thing before we go. I gotta talk about this. It's actually been a pet peeve of mine for a long time ago. Shout out to Randall Cunningham. Randall just had a uh I think Randall just had a birthday. Uh but there was Randall was in the news for some other reason here recently and I forget what it was. Um oh, I, I just don't know what it was. I read something about my, my good friend, their teammate, Randall Cunningham. Uh, one of the most exciting players that ever played the game. Oh my God, you know, you, you get your money's worth when you went to a game and Randall Cunningham played. Uh, uh, whether it was a ball that he would throw that would be so high and so far, and, uh, you know, somebody would run up under either Fred Barnett or uh, I remember Freddie run up on a lot of the balls, Mike Quick. Uh, but. I remember years ago when Randall's wife was also carrying his child. They were expecting, I believe, their first child. And Randall Cunningham was asked a question, and I don't know exactly how the question um, was asked, but uh, uh, I'm gonna paraphrase this. You know, Randall, if your wife is, uh, you know, expecting and uh, and she finds herself in labor. You know, what What are your plans? Uh, Randall Cunningham said that he wanted to be at the bedside with his wife upon delivering their first child. And the people in Philadelphia damn near lost their minds. Huh? What? How dare? No. That's not, no. There. You need to be there uh, under center and quarterback in the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where you need to be. Your wife... A doctor can bring that baby into the world. That's kind of how, you know, I kind of fabricated, but, you know, just that's kind of how the conversation was, that Randall had decided that if his wife was going to go into labor and there was a football game scheduled. that he was going to go with his wife. And why am I, why am I saying this? Be- because I want everybody to understand that athletes are human. We're, we're human beings. We have the same, you know, Responsibilities, you know, we live, we breathe like everybody else. We, we have emotions like everybody else. Things that are important to you are important to athletes. But here's, a, here, here's something that I'm, I'm really wondering. Again, sports is entertainment. There's a, there's a thin line that people, you know, really, really are concerned about. And that is when you pay for something. It's like if you pay for a steak and you ask it to come out and you want it, you want it medium or you want a medium rare. And if it comes out well, then you're pissed off for me. Hey, I like, I like my medium well. I'm good. But anyway, the fact of the matter is something has come to my mind that I thought I'd just bring it to the airwaves. And that is there are athletes, particularly in basketball. I don't know if it happens in, or it does happen in football, but they don't make it. Um, It's not so much of an issue in football just because it's it's the way it's presented to the public. But in the NBA, basketball players are taking days off. They're resting. You know what's really interesting? is that in an NFL contract, I'm not sure if it addresses days off. I don't know. Now Now it does, I take that back, the collective bargaining agreement does now as it retains to the off season, But I'm talking about during the season. I don't know if the contract addresses if a player is allowed to have a day off. I know one thing for sure. When I played, never did I get up in the morning when I felt as if I'm just not having a good day. Did I ever decide that I was going to call in and tell Dick Vermeil or Marion Campbell or Marty Schottenheimer, nor when I was in college, Pete Carroll or Nick Saban or Woody Hayes, that I was not coming to practice or to work? I didn't do that. Now, once I got there... If there was something wrong, you did go see the trainer, and the trainer could then make a decision if you were going to participate in practice or not. If it were a game, again, if you had anything other than, let's say, a known injury, if this was something, a medical condition that the average person who just wakes up every day could have a fever or something like that, the medical staff would make a decision on that. But those things didn't even come into question. Michael Jordan, you remember, played a game, had a fever of 108 or something like that. The person that walks into the doctor's office with a 108-degree temperature is probably told to go home, do not get out of bed, stay undercover, take plenty, whatever. Not athletes. So now, what happens when an athlete decides that he and the coach decide that they want him to rest? He's not hurt. He's just tired. He needs some rest. There's 80-something games in a season. They're back-to-back games. He played last night. It's a road trip. He's tired. How does a fan feel when they pay, mm, on the low side, $50? On the high side, thousands of dollars to wait to see this player come to their town because maybe it's not somebody that plays in their city. Maybe it's LeBron James. Maybe it's Steph Curry. Maybe it's Kyrie. I don't know who it is, but suppose that player takes a day off. At Voice America, if somebody takes a day off, God forbid Matt takes a day off when I'm here, A-Rod just started, takes a day off, and I got to do my show in the studio, somebody else is going to step up. Somebody else is going to, you know, they take tremendous pride in their work. Maybe they think the other guy can't do it as well as they can, but they have the rights to take a day off. Athletes, mm, we don't know. Don't know if an athlete really has a right to take a day off. Is that is that what we're saying now? I paid money for it to see him play. How dare him take a day off? I never really thought about that because I I didn't take days off. Even if we already had the game, I, I'll never forget. You know, Cleveland, we already had the AFC. We won our division already. Um, you know, but it was for home field advantage So we wanted to go after that So everybody played And we played the best of our ability And, w- and we won a game Some people, once they make it to the playoffs Then they start resting people Some people on their preparation To get to the tournament Even, okay, we're going to start resting some people This is how things have changed And people are able to statistically Do their research Find out, hey, you need to start resting based upon historically what's happened when we look at the numbers they play this amount of games, injuries come in, you know they have all these type all this type of information and data you can get from from the n f l and the n b a you know they know where the player reaches a certain age that's why you know right now tom Tom Brady is you know hey, okay, this is Bionic man Let's see how long He can play You know Because they say After the age of 39 or 40 You know You shouldn't expect Him to perform And you know And be productive We'll see But but this is what I'm saying It's not the production That's concerning people now It's The performance They want to see it They want you to play And I'll be damned. I'm not so sure That if I paid for something, especially my food, but now I'm talking about my entertainment. If I pay for entertainment, hey, if, uh, listen. If I pay to say, if I, I'm sorry, if I pay to see, I buy my, uh, my, my, I buy my daughter some tickets to go see Bruno Mars, and Bruno don't show up, Bruno sick, somebody else, no, she's not gonna be happy. I know she's not going to be happy. If I pay to see Frankie Beverly and Frankie can't show up and Frankie ain't there, I'm not going to be happy. If I pay, and I would pay to see LeBron James play, and if LeBron didn't play, I might be sad. I'd certainly be disappointed. But guess what? I would understand. So people... It's just entertainment. It's just a game. Try and understand. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I will see you next time, which will be the best time.
2: Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit rayellisports.com. That's rayellisports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.